0: This is a Hot Pie original. Hi, this is Pat Pearson and Hot Pie Media, bringing you Stop Self-Sabotage. I'm going to be bringing you this program every week, and we're going to be delving into the wonderful messiness of our lives. We're going to be talking about your hopes, your fears, and the emotional issues that you need to resolve to make you even happier will be discussed at all of, all the times we're together. In this process, you got to ask yourself, what's in it for you? Well, what's in it is an uplifting information, renewed hope, and some fabulous people who are going to come in to share their life stories. All of it wrapped up in a wonderful container to help you deserve even more of life's great adventure. Come join me. We're going to have a good time on Hot Pie Media, Stop So Sabotage. We're here today, Stop So Sabotage, Pat Pearson, and the lovely Suzanne Court. Hi, Suzanne. Good to have you.
1: Hi, Pat. Thank you so much for the invitation.
0: I'm glad to have you. Suzanne, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you've been an entrepreneur. I know that you, um, you know, have done all kinds of wonderful things. Tell me a little bit about that,
1: please. Well, I I have been an entrepreneur, mainly a, a caterer and event planner. I'm going on 25 years Uh, My first business at 25 started just doing food and fabulous events, uh, completely learned on the fly, (laughs) self-taught, but loved every minute and really loved how um, a a well-executed event made the guests feel and just making those memories. Yes, Um, exactly. After those first five years, I moved to Austin and started uh, a business of my own here in town and have been at that for about 20 years.
0: Yeah, great, great. And I have been to one of your events and they are spectacular. Spectacular. I mean, I can't, I can, I can still taste some of those hors d'oeuvres. They were so good. <laughs>
1: well, thank you so much. I can't wait to cook for you again. Oh, yay. Anytime. I eat every night. Okay. <laughs> Feel free. Okay, so today we're
0: talking about your emotional toolkit, a a broad topic, but it's really about dealing with the emotions of, of our lives. And we all have them, whether we like them or not. And the research shows, uh, let me share some of this with you. This is kind of interesting research. The research shows with a, a survey of 70,000 people that one third of them said they didn't like their emotions. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't like being sad or mad. They were probably okay with being happy, and, you know, but they didn't like feeling certain things, which of course is understandable and that the culture in and of itself rewards fake positivity that we're supposed to always be happy and up and, you know, grateful. And that's just not the truth of life. I mean, uh, what what
1: do you think about that? I mean, can you be happy all the time? No, but I think in a lot of industries, and I will say certainly in my industry, it's one of those where you do need to fake it until you make it on the happiness because you are in a people pleasing role. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's something that I've, you know, have struggled with at times. And, you know, you, you want to put on that face for everyone because you want to keep people up, even if you're not, you want to project that positivity and that happiness and just that Pollyanna-esque.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's very appropriate. What you're saying is is, is so good because that's very appropriate for the customer service Mm -hmm. aspect, but inside you may be frustrated that you're, orders didn't show up right or you know or, or sad that somebody dropped the the egg rolls
1: or whatever. Are right? you kidding? Never. Never. <laughs> that never happens, there right? Is, there no. There's never any disappointment. Never, <laughs> no profanity ever. Absolutely. No little fibs on what oh, really happened. Yes, there you go. You pegged it.
0: Yeah. But so there's an outward presentation and an inward reality sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's true of a lot of a lot of People in a lot of businesses, okay, so I'm going to share some facts here, and then we'll chat about them um number one, as a therapist i I see over and over again that feelings are facts, even if you don't like them and like we said, seventy percent of people didn't like their feelings, so a lot of them didn't seventy thousand so they didn't like some of their feelings, but they're a fact. you can't get rid of them, you know they're there. The only question then becomes um do you deal with them, and the only way to deal with them is they either go in. Or they come out real easy in, out. If they go in, then if they haven't been dealt with, you have some struggles with that always, Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, So, the key in this idea, the key in my uh, work is to help people accept what they feel, express what they feel, and release it. You know, so get it out, feel it, accept it. Like if I'm mad, You know, I'm mad. No, I'm not mad at you. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So accept that you're mad, express it, maybe not to that person and never in a way that hurts them or hurts yourself. You know, let me just say that first, but express it, talk to a friend, you know, talk to a therapist, talk to somebody, express it, get it out of you. And then once you get it out, be done with it, let it go, you know, Mm -hmm. and that, that phrase, it, accept, express, release. I know that you have done that in your life and mm-hmm. and, um, and it's something you believe in. So share with me a little bit of how you've managed to do that.
1: I tend personally to be a little confrontational if something isn't going right because it affects how everything is going to go from that point, especially in business. So if, if I'm un- easy about something, if I have an an issue with someone, I like to kind of nip that in the bud personally. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you know, you really do. If you're angry, if you're disappointed, you know, if you're just in disbelief about what happened, (laughs) I like to go ahead and and, and as kind as possible say, Hey, I need to let you know this right now, because we've got a contagion of things that are going to happen from here. If I don't address this, this is what I'm feeling, right? This is why let's see what we can do about it. That's wonderful. And it, Um, there are times that I come across a little too harsh in the beginning, but truly I want to get that out so that it doesn't have a big undercurrent later where it is going to explode. Of course. Of course. And you're so smart to do that
0: because so many of us women tend to just stuff you know, and we say, oh, we should be nice. We should be thoughtful. Give them the second chance. And, and I'm never I'm never saying, as you aren't, that um, that we want to be mean or awful. But I am saying that, you know, getting it out directly is is the right way mm-hmm. because
1: there it will come out some way. It will come out and it usually is going to come out stronger Yes. And and more intense. If you hold on to it, if you address it at the beginning, then there's no opportunity for that to keep carrying on that way. Right. Whoever you're having the beef with will have, you know, a, a choice to make a, a change, an amendment then to help the situation. Sure. Sure. And you're going to feel better. Absolutely. E- even if, it, if, even if they don't do anything different. I, I've, I've said what I needed to help correct the situation. Right. Yeah. I've been in hope yeah. that it'll move along in a better direction. Cool. That's great.
0: Okay. So, um, accept, express, release. Another way I heard somebody talk about it, which was, I thought, very cute. Feel, feel it, deal with it, and heal it. Mm-hmm. Feel, deal, heal.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Kind of cute. My I love that. Yeah. Feel, deal, heal, heal. I can't say it, but it's. That's a good idea. Feel, deal, heal. Okay, so let's talk about some of the emotions that people are going to come up with in life, in business, everywhere. Some of the ones that give people the most trouble are disappointment, anger, and, um, and depression. Okay, so I'm going to t- take on each one of these. Disappointment's an interesting one because disappointment, when we say we're disappointed in somebody, what happens, I believe, is that under that feeling, there's an implicit should you should have done this you should have called me you should have um returned my phone calls you should have picked up that catering you know box and not left in the middle of the room or something whatever it is but there's a, a there's an expectation inside of us that hasn't been met And, um, and so that expectation is what leads us to disappointment. Many times it's easier, um, uh, to deal with that than when it converts itself to more anger or more deeper emotions. Mm -hmm. So when you're disappointed, uh, Suzanne, what do you tend to do with that?
1: Sometimes I, it, it depends on how hurt I am in that disappointment. Yeah, and if, well. it's, if it's where I'm really disappointed to the level that I can't believe that this person didn't have the respect here, uh, you know, or wouldn't know to treat the situation better. Sometimes I will sit on that. And then that might deepen. I find that if I address it, no matter what the situation, you know, you know, say, you know, something happened at work, someone, you know, was a no show and it didn't, you know, it completely had a contagion of everybody else having to pick up more weight. I like to address it with next time. Would you please, because if you go ahead and set that stand, you know, set that um, expectation that, Hey, this happened, I'm addressing it with you now. But I'm setting, you know, next time, would you please? Yes. Then I've done everything from my my side right, to try to keep that expectation and to move in the right direction while giving them an opportunity to help correct. So that's, that's really nice. I really like that. Would you please? I don't say can. Anybody can. You say would. It's almost like they're going to have to give you a reason if <laughs> if they don't do that. So would
0: you please? I love this. You should be running the show.
1: <laughs> I yeah. ran that show. I ran that circus. You run this ringleader of, ring of that
0: circus. Well, the, the event circus. But so. that, but that's you know to your point. It's it's excellent because um, everybody is running their own show. You know, even if you're at home with four kids and a husband and not working, or if you're working in whatever you're working in. But you're all we're always running our own show. Mm-hmm. And the interesting part about that, from from my perspective, is that if We don't take responsibility that we're the ones who have been disappointed Mm -hmm. that maybe this person didn't even know about it, you know, and, um, so that it's our responsibility to ask, right. Which is what you're doing. Right. Would you please, I love that. Would you please. And so it's, it's couched in a very nice way, you know, and they either do it or they don't. And if they do it fine, done. If they don't, you see that they're not listening. Absolutely. And then that gives you other feedback as a, as a boss, you know, and what you want to do about that. Okay, good. Good answer. Okay. Anger. Another one that people get stuck in. Um, A lot of times we don't want to deal with our anger. Mostly if we're women a lot of women tend to somaticize it, you know, and when I was getting um, therapy training, I did a, I did a lot of training in a, a type of therapy called bioenergetics. Bioenergetics was a type of therapy that was very interesting because it, it worked on where you stored emotions in your body. And they found out that the back of the body, the neck, the lower back was the anger track. So when we're really angry, we can get headaches back aches, neck aches. And our our, um, our language can speak to it. We say he's a pain in the neck or she's a pain in the ass, you know, right? To lower down. So it's, and we literally feel pain in those areas when we're dealing with somebody that we're really angry with. Mm -hmm. I had a client I worked with once, Suzanne was interesting. And that is every time she got on the phone with this one particular person she worked with, you know her neck went into terrible spasm, I mean so much that her she went like she just kind of went spastic oh no, I know, I know, but it and it didn 't happen with anybody else. it was an indication in her body that she was you know not processing dealing with this this angry situation, so um when we internalize it. It takes us down. Now, the, the front of the body is the, the esophageal passage is the, um, sadness track. And so we can feel heartbreak. You can literally feel like your heart's breaking. I've certainly had that experience. Most of us have. And, uh, you go to a movie and your, and your throat you know, clenches up because you're sad and wanting to cry, or you cry, or you get scared and you're and then it's hard for you to breathe and it's you know your your um, your diaphragm gets uh tight. So all these things are indications, somatic indications of our feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean for me, I tend to get it in in my neck. You know, I tend when I'm mad, my neck goes and depending on how mad I am, is kind of the intensity with that. But the answer for all this, all right, the answer for anger is to get it out of you. Remember, feelings are facts, in or out. We got to get it out. So, um, have you um, found any ways to get out your anger that don't hurt you or
1: don't hurt anyone else? Well, I have a, a dear friend who is a best selling author. Talking about you (laughs) that that has, you know, helped with a few things. And it's by the grounding that you've taught me on really planting my feet and taking the deep breaths, but also journaling it out. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. journal it out. And yeah. the more I write it out and, and you you can't be um, self-conscious about what you're writing or how harsh it might be Right. to really get that out and write. Dump it. Yeah. Dump it. Dump it. And then say really
0: everything you want to say. Be as nasty it. as you want to be. Yes. Yeah.
1: I have a couple of girlfriends, uh, beloved friends. Um that I will share things with. But, but in doing that, I, I find, I don't want to, I don't want to spend our whole conversations in those negative, you know, recounting what's going on. I find if I journal it first and I really try to get those feelings out that I'm, I'm much more clear about the root of the anger issue. Sure. Of course. And then I'll talk it through, you know, very smart, um, very smart, but it's, yeah. it's been really helpful in me uh, for me mm. Because I had, I I was dealing with things that I thought, oh wow, this is, this is going on. I must be depressed about this and found out that I was really angry about some things that I hadn't properly addressed. Yeah. And when yeah. I came to terms with that and really started working those steps, I immediately felt a difference. Great. And you're talking about the body pains, definitely having yeah. lower back pain, having pain in my jaw and my temples, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Just constant it, from the stress of holding on to that anger. Exactly. And and learning those things, just simple steps can make a big difference in your physical health, which is also going to make a difference in your mood, how you, you know, how you present yourself, the level of energy you bring to a room, sure. all of those things. So it's, it's been really helpful. And that journaling for me has been a godsend. Good,
0: good, good. Some people really love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also teach people how to, and this gets, <laughs> it's got a silly, but a, a mutual friend of ours uh, did it. Of course, um, I teach people to get a big pillow. Uh-huh. And and get your tennis racket or get a baseball bat. Put the person that you're really furious at on the pill. They're not there. Okay. <laughs> it's are if your husband, you know, do it when he's not there or whatever, your friend, and then beat the heck out of it. Huh. Just <laughs> hit it and say, I hate this. I can't stand it. Something short but powerful that says, Stop, you know, I hate this. And and the reason that this is so is that it's cathartic. It right. gets it out of you. Remember, feelings in or out. If they're in, they're causing you trouble. So the the key is to express
1: them out and release them. Release them. I have to bring this. Into, that reminds me of the scene in Steel Magnolias between Olympia Dukakis and Shirley MacLaine when, when Olympia Dukakis says, just hit me, hit me. <laughs> Right here, yeah, because it does. You have getting that release is a lot. It it is,
0: it is, and the physicality of protest. There's a there's another one, a old film called Network, Uh and he sticks his head out and he goes, "I'm mad and I can't take it anymore." (laughs) You know, and he's and then he has the whole building going, "We're mad and we can't take it anymore," which is exactly what we feel. You know, we do feel that we're to the top of our ability. To handle it, Mm -hmm. and and one of the things I tell people when I'm doing um, uh, coaching with therapy with them is I say, look, we're a bucket, all of us. We're a container. You pour stuff in, you pour stuff in. Okay, you dealt with that, you deal with that, you're fine with that. Okay, then you get to the top, and there is no more room. You take this anger, and you pour it in and it goes everywhere. It overflows. And that's when you say things you don't want to say. That's when you wreck cars. That's when you get drunk. That's, I mean, that's, that's the time that people get out of control. Mm -hmm. Okay. So emptying that container as early and as frequently as possible Mm -hmm. is the key because you want to keep that down. It'll never be totally gone. Come on. You know, life is too frustrating. There's too many idiots on the road are going to make us crazy. Right. So it won't ever be perfect, but if you can keep it down by dumping it out, by protesting, by, you know, another thing I love is killing people in my shower. Okay. <laughs> I get a bar of soap. I, you know, I yell, I stomp. Okay, the water's going, so so nobody in my my world is hearing me, you know, and I can throw my little squidgy thing I used to wash myself. I'll mm-hmm. throw it and I'll say whatever I want to say. The only one who tends to get ex- uh, upset about that is the dog. Okay. <laughs> the dog's going, Ooh! Anyway, so but the idea is I get it out of me. That's what I'm trying to preserve. Me. I wash
1: off. I step out clean if, you, if I know personally, if I don't get it out, I pass it on. Of and course. that's the last thing that I want to do is pass on something that's in me to other people that I'm just, you know, trying to go along a long life with, you know, yes and, yes, and you don't want to take things out on other people. So just making sure to handle it internally yes. and getting that out as best you can helps every relationship.
0: That's so well put. If I don't get it out, I pass it on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to quote you on that. That mm-hmm. is wonderful. I don't get it out. I pass it on. Of course you do. What else could you do? You know, because it's you. It's now in you and feelings are facts. Whatever you feel is the reality. Mm -hmm. And you may not like it, but you're going to have to deal with it some way. And the best way is to, you know, take care of yourself first, you know, get yourself, you know, releasing it. Okay. So the next one I want to talk about is depression. Okay, depression is many times, and you said it earlier, uh, so correctly, it's anger turned inward it's It's how, if we don't deal with it it it, can, it gets like compost, gets pushed down, pushed down, pushed down, and at some point in time, we can give up, you know, and depression is a giving up in some ways, it's a giving up of of asserting ourselves, it's a giving up, we get overly tired, we have no energy, we don't want to eat, we feel scattered, we feel unfocused, we can't get motivated. So all those are signs of depression. But when I work with people with depression, one of the first things I want to find out about is what are you angry about? And they go, I'm not angry. I'm depressed.
1: Mm,
0: Let's see. Scratch that a little bit and you're going to find anger. And the interesting thing is if they deal with the anger, it lifts the depression Mm -hmm. because it's all energy. Mm -hmm. All we're talking about here about our feelings is energy energy is either flowing. And I don't mean woo woo energy. I just mean, you know, we wake up and we're either energized or we aren't right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And our emotions are such a big part of our energy system that we don't think about. You know, a lot of times we say, gosh, I'm just so tired. I have no energy. I don't know what to do. And we think, oh, we better take vitamins. Vitamins are great. However, comma, it will not help you deal with your anger. If you, if you take a vitamin, I've never been a vitamin that does that. So we've got to do both. You know, we have to keep our physicality going and we have to keep our emotional, um, uh, agility going. So dealing with, uh, depression is a little bit like dealing with anger. And that is that you, that you can do a shortcut. You can do, you can, you can journal, you can protest, um, you can exercise great way to get things moving. Um, and then you can, uh, talk to somebody about it, you know, mm-hmm. I talking, and there is a reason why Freud created the talking cure, you know, the talking is good. Like you said, you call friends. I,
1: absolutely. If, if I'm feeling depressed and I feel it going a, a little deeper, the f- the first thing I do, I have a couple of girlfriends that I do a check-in with and I just say, Hey, you know, I'm, it's rearing its ugly head. I'm afraid I don't want it to get too far. You know, can we talk about this? Yeah. And I, it really helps me to know. And I think we all have, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have a ton of good friends. You just need to have a few. Yeah. And sometimes just one or two that that really care that you're there for, and they're there for you, but it makes all the difference just kind of doing that check-in. And like you said, uh, depression, a lot of times is anger and i've been there've been times where i've been really depressed um just letting that out here but um where i've been angry at myself mm. for good point not yeah. accomplishing what I knew I was capable of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really trying to look internally at those things and then learning to give myself some grace through that and realizing Mm -hmm. I have friends and family that love me anyway, right? Just go ahead, resurface and, and work through it. And it really is just so helpful to be able to talk that through because when you're depressed, you're not rational in your mind. You're you're thinking things, you know, very heavily, and it really helps to get a sounding board and second opinions and people that right. affirm you are worthy, you are wonderful. Yes, yes. You know, what can I do to help? I'm, I'm here. here for even you. to listen. Oh, absolutely you to know? listen. Yeah, even just to listen. Oh, absolutely. And and
0: your point is so well made, and it just shows how emotionally resilient you are. I mean, the the truth is that when you catch it. When you notice it, mm-hmm. that's the time. And mm-hmm. to have the consciousness mm-hmm. to notice it. Because too many of us don't, you know, don't pay attention to it till your arm falls off, you know, right. or something bad happens that they, they goes, whoa, you, now you want, I better. You
1: want not to address it because you want to keep covering it up, hoping it'll go away. Yeah. If you keep doing that, you're going to end up in a very bad plight. you right. got to address it. And I think that there is so much more, awareness of of mental health now. That no question. It's it's becoming so much easier to come out and say, "Hey, I'm struggling." Right, exactly.
0: They even have commercials now I see on with the, you know, major sports figures coming mm-hmm. on and saying, "I was depressed." Mm-hmm. Which you got to give them so much credit for that and how much they're letting people then be okay with it. Right. You know? Yes. I mean, women have always been able to talk, you know. So in there that is a little bit of a Uh, depression um, safeguard. Mm -hmm. But men, not so much. You know, they don't usually sit down and tell their buddy over a beer, I'm really depressed. Mm -hmm. But, you know, these sports guys are doing it. Maybe they'll think about that. I mean, it's the way out.
1: It's the way out. I'm glad to see that door opening and I'm glad to see, you know, people at the front coming out on it.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the... The World Health Organization, WHO, Mm -hmm. has declared that depression is the leading cause of disability globally.
1: I did not know that. Depression,
0: yes, over cancer, over heart disease, over everything. And I do think that what we've gone through in 2020 um, and now into 2021 is fueling that. I think the rates are going to be extraordinary, you know. So, yes. So here, here's, there's one of the reasons that we're doing this show, and that is to help people get out of emotional rigidity mm-hmm. into agility. Mm-hmm. Like, accept it, express it, release it, feel, deal, heal. Um, I keep doing that over again because you know, I don't know if it, if everybody out there is like me, but I need to hear it three or four times before I get it.
1: You yeah, know. I yeah, I do. Absolutely, I do. We're going to
0: talk now uh, about another part of our emotional toolkit. And that's what I call the cycles of change. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes through change. Mm. You know, change is inevitable. It doesn't matter whether you want to go whether or not. Whether you want to or not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. And there are four stages of change I want to talk about. The, and I'm, I'll go through them first and then I'll go, come back and explain them. First one's called go for it. Okay. The second one is called doldrums. The third one is called cocooning. And the fourth one is called getting ready. Okay. Go for it is what it sounds like. Let's go make it happen. Hubba hubba. I'm out there. I'm, I'm striving. I'm having a good time making my business sore, making my life sore. And, and it's, it's a wonderful excitement feeling of, uh, you know, um, uh, just that you can do anything, you know, and, and it's lovely as we know, it doesn't last forever, And, but we want to make it last as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's a stage where we start new things and we get on exercise programs and we take new vitamins or we do something to enhance our life. So go for it. Um, fabulous feeling, good, good cycle to be in and life happens. And as life happens, and this is, this is a circular process, Suzanne. Okay. My explanation of life is not that it's linear, you don't start here and then all end up all the way up here. Mm-hmm. You circle around all these four cycles. Everyone will hit it. Everyone who's listening will be in one of these four cycles at, at some point in time. At now, and they won't stay there. They will also move through them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So doldrums—that's no fun. Doldrums are when we get depressed. Things slow down. Nothing's working um it could be from a uh, from a an event a death a loss our own self doubt pandemic certainly through everyone in the doldrums everybody and um so it it's a phase in which we we wonder what's wrong why am i stuck i can't seem to get out of this mud of my existence you know and and it's um it's pessimistic where we sabotage. <clears throat> and when we get in it, there's a natural timing to that, that stage. And that is three to six months, usually. It can be more, it can be less. We're looking at some research here about the cycles uh, that we go through. So um, doldrums, right? The next one's is cocooning. Mm-hmm. Cocooning can be kind of fun, really, if you look at it. Uh, it's introspection. It's search for a new identity, a new way of being, a new way of looking at something. Um, We ask the questions, what's it all about? You know, where am I in the universe? What am I needing to do? And one of the good things maybe about this last year or so is that people have had some extra time to think these thoughts Mm -hmm. and to cocoon and to come up with what's truly important to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe clubbing every Friday night isn't. Maybe there's some other... Things that they would like to do, sees how they can't club every Friday night. Um, what I want to do with my life? Uh, it's a self-reflecting time. The focus is on internal. If you're focusing on a business, you're repurposing that business. You're looking for new ways, yes. new answers, new new um, new ways to to clear uh, to come out and have a passionate restart. And the fourth phase is getting ready. Mm-hmm. Getting ready is spring after a long, hard winter. Mm-hmm. It may be culturally kind of what we're in now. We're bubbling up. Things are you know opening up. We're at least in the United mm-hmm. States. We're feeling like we're getting ready for new things, new, uh, new perspectives, and the creativity is returning. We get new energy. We get a new vision. And now we're ready to go uh, to circle back And get in, go for it. Mm -hmm. So those are the four life cycles. Everyone who's listening or or watching us, um, including you and I, are both in one of these stages right now. If we're not in the stage or the cycle we like, which would be doldrums or cocooning, maybe, then we need to process, feel, deal, and heal. Mm -hmm. Process the feelings and move us to the new stage. Um, so right now, new cycle, what, where do you find yourself in these cycles of change?
1: Right now, I find myself in the probably the end stages of cocooning.
0: Okay. All right. Good. Being nice. very
1: introspective and thoughtful and strategic with the next steps to start the getting ready.
0: Yeah. Start going and then you will go to go for it, mm-hmm. which will new energy and vision will bubble
1: up. Probably is already and starting. I'm, I might be between between the stages because I've I've done the work in certain areas, but there are just a few facets that I'm I'm fine tuning. But definitely have been through during the pandemic most all of those stages, except for the getting ready to go back for it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, you know, and what you're what you're alluding to, which is so so true, is that that we had a stage imposed on us. Yeah. I mean, globally, mm-hmm. globally, everything went in the doldrums uh-huh. and then it came down to how people were, were dealing with that.
1: So how, I mean, how people react to change, right. which is huge.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: And you know, the, the one
0: interesting thing that everyone uh, understands on some level is that you don't control the event. You control your response to it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so you're. Kind of in the transition between end end stage of cocooning to getting ready, ready to bubble up new ideas, new energy, new vision. Yeah, okay, and um, and that's and that's wonderful. And the the point of understanding this is no, there's no blame in this. There's just a realization of where I happen to be at this moment. Mm-hmm knowing it's going to change, you know, Mm -hmm. even if you're the in the highest of go for it, go for it. You are not going to stay there. All right. And if you're the lowest of low doldrums, you're probably not going to stay there either. So life is change, but there's cycles. And the, the important thing for the people that I'm talking to and stop self-sabotage to understand is that they need to understand what phase they're in so they can start planning how to get to the next stage. Yes. So any
1: ideas about how you're going to get into getting ready? Well, I mean, I'm I a lot of it is the journaling and the visioning and just uh really, you know, I had a period during the the pandemic where I I was feeling my creativity completely stunted. And for me, that was just heartbreaking. It was mm. really hard. I'd mm-hmm. never not been creative, I was learning new skills and, and loving that learning curve. Um, but also, you know, there was stress involved with that. And it just stumped my creativity. And to be able to open up uh, the the open up some avenues that for me helped breed that creativity, I got this one project on on brand that really helped open my creativity back up. And then it's just like all the doors open Yeah, and I can yeah. just feel it flowing. It made me so happy. I knew, okay, you're back on your way. Lovely. And so I started really channeling things that were going to feed that yeah. even after that project was over. And now I'm on new things and I'm just really working those steps to keep me in that creative mode to foster and feed that. And, and that's, what's getting me out of the cocooning into that, you know, get ready, get Get ready ready and then go for it. And then, you know, I mean, I'm feeling it all come back and I, I would not have been able to get there properly had I not been really introspective and fed that nurtured that time where I needed to figure it out. I love that you
0: said that because too many people want to race through the doldrums, the, the, um, the cocooning, and they may call it depression. They may call it whatever they want to call it, but they don't want to take the time to really milk it for all it's worth. And it, there's a great uh, amount of soul uh,
1: understanding that comes out of that. There, was, There was so much for me, you know, and during the pandemic, I had time to think about things and to really try and look at why certain things happened, what fed me in certain ways, things that I was going to put boundaries around again. I mean, you know, moving forward, to help with all of this, I mean, it, it was really helpful for me to take that time and really study myself through that.
0: Wonderful congratulations. And Suzanne, you have been a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for your openness and sharing here today. And I know you've touched a lot of lives who are listening to these uh, podcasts and, and I appreciate you so much for coming. Thank Pat, you.
1: Pat, I appreciate you so much. You've helped so many women and I'm just looking forward to, to more opportunities to talk again. We
0: will do it. We will do
1: it. Thank you.